The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road Although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax the Golfie Team. Welcome to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamprin. Good morning. If you want to sell your home or you're in the market to buy a house, you got to call Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara's top real estate team, the Golfy Team, 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I. Dot com. It is another exciting edition of the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition, as we have some hot-button topics, including the latest warning from Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, how to move a property that has become stagnant. Gen Z is thinking about buying homes, remarkably. And we'll also talk about technology and how new technology is impacting the real estate industry. Of course, if you have a question for the Golfy team or a topic idea that you would like us to chew on on a future program, send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that is questions at robgolfie.com. And if you're on social media, you got to follow the Golfy team on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'll start with, uh, how was your week? Pretty good, pretty good. It's, uh, you know, it's up and down. But the one thing I want to talk about, it's nothing to do with uh, real estate. I was listening to you on the radio the other morning, and you were talking about pet, uh, peeves on the highway. Oh, yeah. Like the, yeah. I was going to send an email. And I was ready to send it. Then the next day, I think it, I, w- I was going to be late. But I just want to say one thing. My, my peeve of driving on the Queen Elizabeth Way or any highway is that people are in the passing lane driving slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, did that? Uh, did any of those people come up? Any of those things No, no, we didn't. We didn't have that one. Oh, you didn't have that one. So that was, that's the one that I, 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 you know, like that's how you keep traffic going on the, on the, on the highway. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody drives like certain speed limits. If, if, if everybody obeyed the rules like they do in Europe, because if you're in a passing lane in Europe and you're, you're driving slow, you will get ticketed right away. People will. But so anyway, that's, that was my little peep on, uh, on the Queenie. Driving, but you know, if everybody just drove in the right lanes, uh, traffic would move a lot easier, and 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 we wouldn't have to worry about any traffic jam. Yeah, the, but, the, the worst thing. Yeah, the oh, worst thing ahead. is being in in the fast lane and having someone that's really slow, and vice yeah. versa. You know, the slow lane is the slow lane for a reason. We're seeing a lot of people dart from the fast lane to the right-hand lane just to get back into the fast lane, and that can cause some issues as well. So, uh, you know, moral of the story, stay in your lane. (laughs) That's it. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. So, good week, bad week. Um, We we have – here's a situation that we have. We we listed a property uh, for $800,000. I'm just going to round the numbers off. And my suggestion on this property was to list at $750,000. We're still pushing it at $750,000. A house identical to it that had more upgrades. Uh, this other house had hardwood floors, granite countertops, uh, upgraded kitchen, um, a finished basement, 
same size house, same style house, everything. We were waiting to see what that closed, like what that sold for, and the number was going to show up. And that number showed up for seven hundred forty-two thousand. So mm-hmm. now we're, you know, sixty-eight thousand above what that sold for, and it doesn't have the upgrade. So um, he wants to try it. So anyway, um, we ended up having uh, somebody uh, in our office that had a client and said what well, he knew about the other house that sold and had all the upgrades. He was willing to pay the same amount of money for the for this house that's almost identical without the upgrade at the same price as the other one sold for. Our our client uh, rejected it. Hmm. He wanted yeah he wanted a higher number. So anyway, the deal didn't come together, and that's some of the part like that's part of. Um, what we face sometimes, and, and I get it. Like you know, everybody wants more money, but uh, and I and I told him what his house is going to sell for. But but anyway, so that is something that we are facing every single day. Uh, just just like you know, remember I mentioned in the past, people are putting their houses up for sale, and they feel their house is better than the house that sold down the street that has all the upgrades, and 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 you don't, and the house that. We're, looking at doesn't have any upgrades and you know people and so they don't they don't i don't know but it takes time they had to figure it out but that's that's what we face and uh and i understand like you know let's try it and see how it goes you know we just put it on the market and we have to go through the trial and tribulation of of all the feedback and stuff like that. And we are getting feedback that we're high in our number uh, with the house. Yeah, and the interesting thing is, now that that comparable is out there, all the other agents who have clients looking at this home that's still for sale is going to say, well, this home that's identical but has all the upgrades sold for this, so how can your home be worth that much more? Exactly, exactly. So it's just, you know, it just takes time, that's all. Um, you know, the, you know, when a house first goes on the market and you get an offer right away and the offer is not quite close to the asking price, even though you're overpriced, even though this was a great offer for this house, um, you, sometimes they regret not taking it and they realize, yeah, I should have listened to you. And it's, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell, but you know what? That's, you know, that's the way the market goes. It's, you know, it's just, uh, you know, that's how, you know, if if everything if everything if it was easy, everybody'd be doing it, right? So, <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. How how yeah. many times is the first offer the best offer? Does that happen a lot? It, it does, and and the first offer is always the I'd say ninety percent or more of the time is your best offer. Hmm. So because um, you can end up chasing the market. So what happens is now we, we've got this house listed at eight hundred. We're going to drop the price. And then it, now everybody's seen it, you know, it, everybody knows about it. Not, nobody's going to look at it again. We're going to keep dropping the price and they'll end up probably possibly getting an, end up getting a lot less than what we got them originally. And then they, they realize, we say, okay, you know what? We should have listened. We get it. I understand. And, but then what happens is once they deal with us once and then, you know, and then they end up moving again or buying something again, they, they entrust us more again after that because they realized we were right the first time on the previous the previous house that they had. So the next house, when they sell, they, they say, okay, Rob, I'm going to listen to you because you were right the, that last time and we messed up, we blew it. So, is there still so. A, is there still a stigma of when the price of a home drops? So you know th- this home is going up for eight hundred. If it drops to let's say seven twenty five, is the stigma you know there's something wrong with this house or you know they've dropped it because nobody wants it? You know I'm going to ask for even lower. Is there that that stigma that still sticks with that house? 
Not like it used to be. Um, people know that, oh, finally they dropped it to what it's worth. Like right. it, years ago, there was a stigma. People, oh, there must be something wrong with the yeah, house, yeah. right? But now it's like, oh, they got a price right. Like, like it, it's people know the market way really well now compared to 10 and 20 years ago. People, like, I'm telling you, they, they know exactly. And they tell you, they say, well, this house had this and this house had that. And that other house around the corner had this. And you're like, whoa, you know, so. The public, the consumers, they know. They know the market even better than realtors because they're the one that's shopping and they will uh, call you out and say, hey, this house had this and that. And just like this one we had, like the, our guy that was looking at putting an offer on this place, he knew he was overpaying. He says, listen, I'm going to make it easy for him. And, and uh, you know, and uh, so he may lose that buyer forever. It may, if something else comes up that, for sale, that guy may end up buying that mm-hmm. and he's going to lose it. Now this guy was willing to overpay for this house. He knew he was overpaying. He was willing to overpay. Now, not many people do that. And, uh, but so it, you know, if another house comes up, he's going to lose that opportunity with this guy. That's interesting. Uh, I had a house sold in my neighborhood. That was a corner lot. Are those more desirable than homes that are just regularly side by side? The, the the newer corner lot houses aren't as big. You don't have much of a uh, a yard. The older ones, you've got a huge yard. Yeah. And like the you know the the old bungalows, you know, built in the in the fifties and sixties, yep. and yep. even some in the seventies. But the way they they, they design uh, corner lots now, you you rarely got a, uh, any kind of yard at all. They 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 really squish the houses in. Now I lived on a corner house. I didn't mind it. Um, would I buy a house on the corner again? Uh, it depends where I'm, where I'm at with, uh, in my life. Um, so my, one of my first houses that I moved in when I got married, um, is, uh, it was a corner lot. It was a semi and people seem to cross the, uh, the grass more than they cross the sidewalk. <laughs> so, and I was in a, like a brand new, like residential neighborhood where yeah. like kids were like, there was like a, 100, 200 kids in the neighborhood, which which was really fun to see. But um, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like it's, I, I, it's not the first choice for people, but it's it's it just depends on the size of the lot, and this it depends on the backyard. If your backyard's exposed to everybody, they're not going to like it. But if you've got a decent sized yard, people don't mind the corner lots. Um, we, you know, it just it just depends where you are. It mm-hmm. just depends on how big that that yard is. It's a side yard or a backyard if there is any. And the older homes, they, I'm telling you, they've got great size backyards. They're like, like people look at them and say, "Oh, there's too much grass for me to cut." <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's, uh, but but it's uh, it just depends on the person. Uh, I lived on the corner. Would I do it again? I, I w- it doesn't bother me. It just depends on on the on the yard size. Yeah, uh, and I guess you know. It- I guess home buyers or home seekers aren't really seeking out a corner law. That's that's really not on anyone's wish list. No, in, in, I mean, hey, if the house is spectacular, like if somebody looks at it and it's beautiful, um, you know what? They're going to say, yeah, I, 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 I will buy this house. You know, it's a corner lot. So what? Big deal. It's got a good size yard. The house is spectacular. Um, 
they'll move into it and uh, they have no problem with it. And it just some just some corner. It just depends on the on the yeah the lot size. But yeah, it just depends. Have you ever lived on a corner at all yourself? I, I have not. And you know, one of the reasons is that you know the, the houses that I've lived in, uh, you know, most of which were owned by my parents. I didn't have a choice. But the one <laughs> that I ultimately bought, uh, you know, was a great location, great neighborhood, and I didn't even consider you know whether or not just we should buy a, you know a regular lot or or look at a corner lot. The corner lot didn't really appeal to me, and especially the one that just sold in our neighborhood. You know, it's not a very busy street. It's it's not a major street by any means, that's for sure. But, you know, parking along the curb, uh, you mentioned, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, walking your dogs, people cutting across the lawn. Those are kind of the, the cons to the corner lot. And is it true that you pay a little more in taxes because you have two sides to your property? Yeah, you know, I don't know about that, to tell you the truth. Uh, I, I don't know. If it, I know that, you know, there's always that thing that you do pay more taxes, but I don't really know if that, that is true or not. I'll have to check and, that out. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, if that is true, I'm going to check that out <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and make sure I let my clients know, oh, you know, the taxes are going to be probably $100 more at this corner yeah. versus the other the, the other houses. Yeah. So. Well, lots more to come here on the show, including uh, a new warning from Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation regarding a high risk of sharp correction. We'll dive into that when we return here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Zamprin. Pleased to be joined once again by Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. You can find them on the World Wide Web. RobGolfy.com is the website. That's Rob G O L F I dot com. Follow them on social media, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Check out the Golfy team, and you can call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales. 905-575-7700. Have an email for the Golfy team. You have a question that you would like to get answered or you have a potential topic idea for a future program, send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, how to move a property that has become stagnant. But let's dive into the latest prediction from Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. It has raised its market risk assessment from... Uh, too high from moderate in a report that shows both activity and prices remain near record levels reached earlier this year amid rock-bottom mortgage rates and a frenzy for bigger living spaces, driven, of course, by the COVID-19 pandemic. So Bob Duggan is the chief economist at CMHC, and he says, quote, we're seeing price acceleration, overvaluation, and it's increasing the vulnerabilities for Canada. Hopefully we don't see a large fall in house prices. So they're not saying that it's going to happen, but he's kind of hinting that it may happen. What's your sense on what Mr. Duggan and what CMHC is saying? I, I, I get what he's saying because 
it is it is an overheated market but right now we're at the moment what we're sitting in right now it's kind of leveled off it's 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 cool but there is still a shortage of homes and now based on march and eight like Mar- february march april and part of may um it did accelerate aggressively high and then after that it just kind of I'm not going to say dropped. It just didn't go as high as that level anymore. It, it, it went back to normal. Uh, but, but we are above the, nor- the norm uh, versus last year. And, um, and, and, and uh, yeah, it, it, they've, they've gone up. And we got, like, it, it's going to continue. Now, CMHC made a prediction when the, uh, the pandemic hit last year. And they, were, they thought things were going to crash. They were they, nobody expected to to happen what happened with the real estate market and uh, it just it just accelerated for some reason so like we just like everything's on hold right now worldwide you know you can't get there's not like you drive you drive by uh, you know car dealerships I mean they only have like ten cars in there they like they're empty like all called every there's a there is a lack of supply of everything in the world everything like lumber is expensive there's a lack of lumber. So everything in this world right now, there's a big demand for, and, and it's going to take a long time for it to catch up. Uh, like, um, because, because we're so far behind, like, look at this, there's cars, uh, a plant burned down in, in, uh, either China or Taiwan that carries the chips for these vehicles. And so now we're way behind on cars. That's why the dealerships, uh, are, are have got no cars and used cars are getting way, way more money. People that are driving trucks out there, like the uh, Ford trucks, people are stopping them on the street. Hey, listen, I'll buy your truck for more than what you paid for it, even though it's a 10-year-old truck. You know what I mean? Like, like people, there is such a shortage of everything, and it's going to take a while before that changes. Yeah, like, I, I think right now we're just in a, in a normal, balanced market. Things are moving. Yes, there is, some comp- there is competition going on. Houses, especially under, you know, probably 700000 um, but it just, uh, you know, I don't know, like, I don't know if, if things will change, but I don't think it, there is going to be a drop. I think there'll be like, there'll be, it'll settle, but it's not going to take a nosedive like it did, did in the early nineties. It will not, I don't think it will see that. Not, not for, not for a long time because they got to catch up on their housing. There's a shortage of housing, shortage of new builds, all that kind of stuff. So I, I think their prediction is they're, they're worried about it. But I, I don't I, I don't think they can control it. I, I think it's just going to continue. CMHC lists uh, a, b- a bunch of different things in terms of uh, the state of risks, whether they're low, moderate, or high. And for Hamilton, uh, the one that sticks out, you know, at the high level at least, is market vulnerability. It says there's you know a high risk of that, and that doesn't necessarily mean a price crash. It could mean a price correction or fewer homes being sold. Um, you know, in terms of overbuilding, that's not necessarily a big issue in Hamilton. I think there's a lack of supply, if anything. But in the uh, overheating, overvaluation, price acceleration, that's more of the, you know, moderate area. So, yeah, we're seeing some price hikes. We're, we're seeing, you know, some homes maybe going over asking. Um, but in terms of overheating, would you describe Hamilton as a overheating market at this point? Maybe in the spring, but what about now? Yeah, now I think it's uh, it's it's leveled off. It's uh, it's moderate. I think uh, I don't think. Yeah, you're right. In the spring, it, it was an overheated market. Now it's leveled off. I mean, people in 
now that are selling the same house that was sold in the spring aren't getting that same number unless unless they got all you know beautiful beautiful finishes and stuff like that. But they're not getting it. It's just that's just the way the market went. We had an overheated market in the spring. Now it's leveled off, and who knows what's going to happen next year? But I don't think we have uh, an uh, an over uh, uh, like a market vulnerability uh, situation. Like they put high here, but. I mean, and they, and, they, and they're going through all, all different other cities throughout Canada. And, and I know Toronto, Ottawa are considered high, and you've got Quebec low, and then you've got uh, Saskatoon low and Regina low, and, and, uh, and Calgary is moderate. So they've got a high, high moderate, but not, not as high as Hamilton. I mean, so, so basically Hamilton, uh, Toronto, and Ottawa, they've got, uh, they've got some <laughs> I guess they're the, one of the hottest markets in uh, in uh, Canada mm-hmm. uh, as when it comes to you know prices being going up and up. Let's move over to uh, having a stagnant property and what you can do to move that property once it does become stagnant. Because you know, for some people, their home has been on the market for weeks, if not months. Nobody is biting on the price. You're kind of wondering, hey, what what's wrong with my house? What's wrong with the price? Um, so, how do we turn the tide on this scenario? So on, on, on stagnant property, sometimes it, 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 you know, nothing's happening and, and every, every realtor has them, every realtor has them. And sometimes, sometimes you have to change, um, you know, maybe change the pictures. So, like, like sometimes you see properties listed in the wintertime and then in June you still see winter pictures. <laughs> so that, that, that's an issue there. Um, you know, price is a major issue uh, a lot of the times. Uh, sometimes you know, maybe the, there's some things missing on the listing that the agents don't, the agent listed doesn't know. Maybe staging the house. Sometimes a lot of people uh, don't have, uh, you know, staging capabilities. So what, what the majority of the population of realtors, when I'm saying realtors, they, they, if they want to stage a house, uh, they let their clients pay for it. We don't. If, if the house needs staging, we have, all the furniture to stage a house. We've got quite a bit of furniture and we will stage it. So a lot of times the houses aren't staged and you may need uh, somebody to put your house on the market that can stage your house. Now, now it, it's, it's hard to hire a realtor and pay them their fees, what they charge. And also on top of that, pay uh, the fee for the staging, which is difficult. And, and sometimes some, some staging, can cost up to five six thousand dollars, and then you're paying every month after that. So wow. if you got a house that's listed for six months, you can end up paying, you know, like five thousand dollars on top of the fee that you're paying the realtor. So I, I, we don't do that. Um, all our stagings included with our with our um, our houses that we put on the market, uh, and and that's why we do sell uh, a lot more and a lot quicker than probably most other realtors do. But the thing is. Price is one issue. Sometimes staging, new photography should be done. Uh, sometimes, you know what? Maybe uh, you know you cancel the listing, keep it off the market for a couple of weeks, and then re uh, re uh, enter it into the market. Sometimes a fresh, you know, you know, give it a break. Uh, we do that a lot, um, and then maybe emphasize maybe something uh, more different. Like a lot of times, you know, agents will put a picture of an unfinished basement in there, and it's got all, of, and it doesn't look. It's not a, an attractive looking picture. Or, or they'll put a picture of uh, a two-piece bathroom. You don't need to have that in there. You know what I mean? You don't need, you know, or, or you know, bad-looking bathrooms or anything. 
you know what? You want to show the house, but but not not show the house so bad that people don't go to it. Because sometimes, a lot of times, houses look a lot better in person a lot of the times than they do in pictures, mm-hmm. or vice versa. It just depends how much the pictures are done. So you you got to be careful how you submit pictures and what you pick as your pictures, because uh, you want as many people to come through the house as possible. And hopefully somebody says, hey, this is perfect for me. I'm going to buy it. But if if you put too many pictures, then, it, then you're eliminating people. And a lot of times, buyers end up buying something totally different what they told their agents what they want to buy. Wow. So so <laughs> you've got to be very, very careful. Like, like you could have an, a, a, a client say, hey, I am looking for uh, a two-story, four-bedroom, 2,500-square-foot uh, uh, house, must-have double-car garage. Guess what? Uh, a bungalow shows up, <laughs> it's 2,000 square feet, and it's only got a single car garage, and uh, and they end up buying that. And it's just, it, you just don't know, you know what I mean? Like, so, they, because they happen to see one, they drove by, say they love the neighborhood, but it's not the two-story, and they end up buying the bungalow. Happens a lot, uh, so you have to be, uh, you got you got you to gotta be careful on what you put in the listing. The listing is, 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 is the first impression. And, uh, but if it is stagnant, uh, sometimes, you know, price and probably, uh, price is an issue and, and probably pictures and staging is another issue. Does that scenario also apply to location? You know, someone here in Hamilton might say, Hey, I want to live up on the mountain. You know, let's get a two story, uh, you know, garage or not. Uh, and they end up moving in the lower city because they just fall in love with whatever type of house is down there because they like that neighborhood. Absolutely. Absolutely. People just want a nice house in a nice neighborhood. And there's, and, and downtown, they've got some gorgeous, like, century homes that, and some people have done them up so beautifully. And, and people just, you know, want that character. And uh, a lot of times, they'll, you know, they, they originally thought they want the mountain, and all of a sudden, they see, an, they see an ad or something on social media or something that drew them to this house that's totally in a different area. And they end up buying it. It just, uh, it, you know what I mean? Like, if, if you don't see it, you won't buy it. But if, but if something shows up on your radar that you're, when you're looking, it, you'd be amazed. You'd be amazed. We had one incident. Uh, this was years ago. It was in Stony Creek. We listed a house on, uh, uh, oh, I'm going blank on the street. But it, it backed onto the marina it, uh, near uh, Fruitland Road there. And um, so... We had this listing. It was beautiful. We put pictures and everything. We listed at a pretty decent price. And uh, and the thing is, another house just went up for sale prior to that. Like just like we're like like we were ready to hit the switch. Say okay, let's get it on the market. So another house went up for sale. Uh, it was a townhouse backing onto the marina. They sold, I think, for seven hundred twenty thousand. And we're going. We're listing at nine hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> we're like. Whoa! So we're going. What's going on here? They sold it quick, and they and they and they think. So we said to our clients, "Let's wait till they they sell and, and let's put this on the market." We were an end unit. End units for townhouses are and more in demand. And um, so we put it on our social media system, and uh, a lady from Toronto sends us a message says, "Where is Stony Creek?" <laughs> So she, she, she had no clue where Stony, but she loved the house. Mm-hmm. We displayed the house on video and, and, and everything. And we said it, you know, Stony Creek's just down the Queen Elizabeth way. It's probably, you know, I think she was in a, from Etobicoke. We said it's, you know, probably 40 minutes from, uh, from your house. And so she came down. She loved it. She loved being on the marina. She loved everything about it. 
and she bought it. Now, this lady was not looking at buying a house. This lady, it showed up on her social media, the house, <laughs> and then she ended up buying it. Incredible, incredible. Wow. I, I love that story. That, that, that's the power of the, of, um, of the social media and, and having good photography and, and good write-ups and, 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 and good video that, that put that deal together. And, and we did get 920000 for that. We got 200000 more than the, pre, the, the house uh, that was four doors down. Wow. Um, and, and we knew the people, the people were upset uh, about it because they felt that maybe they got shortchanged by their agent at the time because how does, how does a, how does a $200,000 difference from a house four doors down from each other that's a townhouse? Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, our, uh, the house that we had for sale was you know, done up pretty good and, and everything else. But again... Uh, you know, you just got to be careful who you hire, right? So, yeah. and then you got to hire the right person. That's the power of the Golfie team. RobGolfie.com is the website. The phone number, 905-575-7700. Uh, another question about a stagnant home or a stagnant uh, home in a, in whatever kind of market. And I know every house is kind of different, but after three months, is that basically when you've hit that stagnant point? If a house hasn't sold in 90 days, you might want to tweak some things? You know what? I, I think it just depends on the timing of the year. I think sometimes 30, 30 days is when you should sit down with the, uh, the homeowner and discuss what, uh, what, why it hasn't sold. Right. Now, we're, we're coming up to holiday season now, so I, I look at December as, as not a month that you make a decision on because we know there's less buyers in the market, which is perfect for more buyers to buy. And, uh, but yeah, we, we, I usually write off the month of December as a month of doing any adjustments, you know, but yeah, 30 days, 30 days is, 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 is probably a good time to sit down and, and see what, see what you can do differently, uh, to attract more people to look at the house. Good tips. When we come back, we're going to talk about Generation Z or Z here in Canada. You're listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Our house. Back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. I'm Rick Samprin. Rob Golfy on the line. He's a sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. You can find them online. RobGolfi.com is the website. That's Rob G O L F I.com. If you're looking to sell your home or in the market to buy a house, you got to call Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara's top real estate team, the Golfy team, 905 575 7700. That's 905 575 7700. We were talking about the power of social media in our uh, previous segment. Well, Find out what uh, it's all about by looking up the Golfie team on social media, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. And if you have an email for the Golfie team, or or an email question, that is, send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. We've talked a lot about millennials on the Golfie Real Estate Show in the past, baby boomers for sure, um... Gen Z is is, is a uh, you know a, a segment of the population that we haven't really dipped our toe in. 
But, I mean, they're coming up. It's the first fully digital generation. This is a generation that has been brought up with you know, things like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, whatever the case is. But they're also looking and thinking about buying their first home. So what, what kind of issues does Gen Z bring to the table? Well, they're going to be 23% of the buying power of, uh, of, of the real estate market in the, next, in the upcoming years. Like um, uh, the millennials were uh, at, at the 23% not that long ago. And, and look what happened. Look, 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 look what happened in the last 10 years. I mean, there was a, like, we've had a, a, an unbelievable market. And, uh, and there's still a lot of millennials that, you know, can't afford to buy and they're still saving money. Now we got Gen Z coming up and Gen Z, uh, I think the oldest Gen Z would be 25 years old. And I think what it is, is they were born, uh, uh, have birth, where were they born? 1997, anyone born 1997 or later is considered part of the new generation. So, um, and, and right now I think they range from 10 the 20 is it 10 years old is the youngest is the youngest uh, yeah the youngest gen z so so in the next 10 years 10 to 15 years you're going to start seeing a lot of these people now looking for uh, houses now as the baby boomer population is going to decline as they get older the gen z is is the big is the big uh, group that is going to end up uh, being the biggest buying power out there so um, yeah, it's going to be just another generation of another crazy uh, <laughs> market. Um, but it's funny what the traits they have of Gen Z they talk about. Have you read some some of the things? Yeah, that, uh, yeah it's incredible. Like they um, they don't believe in. Uh, um, I guess they go by a referral more uh, than versus uh, reviews because a lot of them don't believe the reviews a yep. lot of the times. The Google reviews and. Uh, they are more inclined to save money versus the millennials. That that um, I find that I find interesting. I also find interesting they have an eight second attention span, <laughs> which is not surprising, yeah. you know, given the world of well, YouTube and TikTok and whatever. Oh, absolutely. So the so they are used to going flipping through their phones and, and, and looking at things quickly, yeah. and instead of spending the time to to read and every, and, and and look at stuff. So so you're right. Yeah, they're 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 right in line with with. Me growing up, I'm a, I was I had ADD, so I was like, "This is perfect." So now, finally, it caught up to my uh, to the way I, I was uh, I was thinking and how my my uh, personality is. But uh, they are um, uh, what is it? so. What they said is that um, Gen Zs are uh, their most uh, uh, racially and ethically diverse in generation. Um, the uh, value of quality. There, there's so many different things they they put on these. Uh, regarding uh, Gen Z, they're, they're a really uh, a, a different uh, type of of uh, uh, person because they, you're right; they grew up in a different different uh, generation. They said Gen Z teenagers receive over 3,000 text messages a month. That's crazy. Seventy uh, percent watch two hours of YouTube per day. That's crazy. That's a lot. That's, <laughs> that's a lot. Two. That's YouTube, not TV. That's I know. YouTube. So that, well, means, that is so their TV. <laughs> yeah, that is their TV. And chances are the two hours of YouTube is many, many different things they're watching. Yeah. Like, like it's not just, it's not like a two hour show, I don't think. I don't know. Like, you know, so uh, maybe that's why cable's getting so expensive for the, for the, for the baby boomers and, and regular people because these Gen Z's and, and millennials aren't, aren't subscribing to cable. Yeah, but and yeah, things some, are changing. Yeah, some other interesting things too is that they're 
they're more frugal than millennials. Um, you know, they they want to start their own business as opposed to their millennial counterparts. They think debt should be avoided at all costs, which is you know interesting. If you're going to become a homeowner, I mean, you're you're basic. I mean, you have some good debt, but you have some debt. So uh, interesting dichotomy with uh, with Gen Z. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about smart renovations. If you want to sell your home this fall. That's coming up next here on the Gulfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Homeward bound I wish I was Homeward bound And one last go around here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin here, and on the line is Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfy team. You can find them on the World Wide Web. RobGolfy.com is the website. That's Rob G O L F I.com. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales, 905 575 7700. That's 905-575-7700. And follow the Golfy team on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Fall renovations. You know, people still doing some renovations in their homes, especially if they are planning to sell. They might not get that return on investment, but there are some do's and don'ts. And, you know, paint is a big one. You don't want to paint your home interior or exterior in any wild or wacky or even dated colors what is the what, what's the best color people should pick if they're deciding to paint their home before they put up the for sale sign the front door is a major key factor of uh, especially uh if you're putting your house up for sale mm-hmm. uh stay away from like I, I think if you go with dark colors now years ago it was you know the yellow and then uh red yeah uh, but now it's like a, a charcoal, a uh, nice dark charcoal uh, color that seems to be the colors that's in right now. But the front door is the key factor for any house. Um, and then clean up the landscaping in the front of the house. That's key because the curb appeal is so huge. And that's, that's one factor. And, it, and you can do this on a, on, on a Saturday cleaning up, you know, your flower beds and cleaning up, making it look good. Put, put a couple of, um, you know, the fall flowers. I'm going blank on them. Uh, that people buy now that that can withstand this kind of weather that's the cooler weather that's coming in and uh, so you put those on your front so that's easy you know you know a little bit of a la- uh, hard labor work uh, on a saturday and uh, paint the front door now the inside definitely uh, I would paint the house, uh, the main floor, the foyer, for sure. Those are key factors mm-hmm. uh, you need to do because they will make the difference. People make the decision buying their house as soon as they walk in the front door, all the time, in the front door. Now, if you've got loose stones, you know how sometimes people have flagstones as a walkway? Mm-hmm. Straighten them out, make them fl- flat, straight, so when people are walking, they don't feel like they're going to be tripping on anything. Um, have a lawn nicely cut all the time because lawns right now in the fall uh, are nice and green, right? Cause, you know what I mean? Because there's no hot sun beating on them, and, and uh, so the grass is not going to be brown. Those are that is major, major key. Uh, you know, like exterior and then interior declutter is huge. Always main floor. The main floor is a key factor. No matter when you're selling a house, get the main floor because that's when they, people walk in 
right away, and, and they make their decision as soon as they walk in. So you got to make sure the main floor is nicely done. What about uh, changing appliances or even flooring or countertops? Is that, you know, do people look at that when they're buying a house? Flooring is, is it is a major factor, um, and sometimes it can be pretty expensive. It just depends on the person. Um, so you got you got to be very, very careful on wh- how you want to change the flooring. Um, we have a property that uh, we're putting for sale. Uh, flooring, uh, it, it's got beautiful hardwood floors, but it's faded quite a bit. It should have been uh, redone, like, you know, sanded and, and restained to give it nice, uh, nice life again because the, su- the hot sun just, you know, like, you know, changed the color of it over the last 20 years. Um, you know, and, and flooring, especially in, in a lot of kitchens, they have the smaller tiles and they're different color. It, it, it is, but it can get expensive. But tile, like flooring, it is a major factor. And if you, if there's a way to change it without spending too much money, definitely do that. That's a definite yes. And prospective homebuyers also want to, um, you know, envision themselves in a space that is warm and inviting. And that's where lighting comes into play, whether it's a nice big window or, uh, you know, some, some appropriate lighting in a particular room. Absolutely. I always tell people put, put uh, brighter light bulbs in uh, no matter where they are. Sometimes you walk into a house, it's kind of, you know, like dull and, 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 and dimmy, and uh, you, need, you need to get some bright lights in there. You've got you to gotta wake up the people when they're walking through, make them feel alive. And, uh, but, yeah, definitely uh, make it brighter. You have to make it brighter, keep the windows open, like let the sun in and, and then let them show, show them, you know, how beautiful and how bright this house can be, you know, when it, you know, during the day, you know, nice, sunny, bright windows is perfect. And again, another tip, and we've talked about this in the past, if you're thinking about selling your home potentially later on this year or early next year, now's the time to take the pictures if you haven't done so already. Absolutely. Um, yeah, like, so a lot of people are thinking of putting their house up for sale February, March, which is a great time to put your house up for sale. It, it, you know, that's when the start of the pre-spring market uh, starts kicking in. If you're looking at selling your house uh, next year in, in, in the middle of winter, get your pictures done now. Take photographs now, because you're you're gonna lose you're gonna lose all that uh, all that uh, nice color of your house. Well said. You can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at nine on nine hundred CHML. The preceding was a paid commercial program, unless otherwise identified. The guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.